Hello and welcome to Makers.dev, episode number 110. Joining us again for the second time, first joining us in episode number 70, Tim Leland, the founder of T.ly, and now the founder, potentially, of a new thing to do with malicious links. Tim, can you tell us about the new thing? What are you working on? Sure, yeah, it's great to be back. I enjoyed talking uh, last time and sharing some of the stuff I'm working on. Uh, but yeah, so the new product is kind of a spinoff of some of the stuff I've learned over the last four years of working on T.ly URL shortener, but it's specifically around um, malicious URLs and just like phishing links that people uh, commonly use URL shorteners for. So they'll take a malicious URL domain and sh create a short link and then share that out. So I've seen a ton of different combinations and variations of how people are using these links and Honestly, I think we t mentioned, I mentioned this before, but a big challenge with running T.ly has always been keeping the service safe, uh, keeping malicious links, you know, at a minimum. And um, this new product is really just taking all of what I've learned and uh, pulling it out of T.ly into a new service that I could, you know, use. I'm really using it myself, but yeah. my goal is, you know, to sell it and allow other people to use it within their their own product. That's cool. So what's the status of it right now? Where uh, are you at in development? Yeah, the status is at the very early stages. Uh, it's, it's definitely a working product. It's very simple uh, as far as the actual um, interface. R right now, it's really just uh, a grid to see your URL scans is kind of what I'm calling it. Um, and it's really just one API where you pass in any URL and you get back a score. And that score will help you determine if it's potentially malicious or not. Uh, but of course, as you know, <laughs> building any new product, there's a ton of backend work uh, that always takes way more time than the, to get, get it off the ground. So, uh, <laughs> you know, there's account, you know, passwords, uh, integration with like Stripe, uh, haven't really gotten to like social media accounts, but you know, there's so many, so many steps to get a new product off the ground. That's kind of what I've learned with doing this. It's, it's a ton of work to get something started. Yeah. Without getting, I'm sure there's some secret sauce in here that, uh, if, if you don't want to talk about it, that's okay too. But how do you tell if a link is malicious? That seems like an impossible problem. I guess domain age might be part of it, but how, what's the process of doing that? Yeah, so the the way I had been doing it from T.ly is I've just from seeing so much, uh, so many malicious URLs come in, they get flagged. Um, you know, there's a lot of services out there that do this. They really like brand protection for companies. So like PayPal, let's say somebody creates some fake PayPal account stealing username and passwords. Uh, a lot of these services will, you know, contact you in the case of t.ly, send emails saying, hey, this is a malicious URL. So you'll see it, you'll see, okay, um, this has, you know, certain keywords, certain values in the URL um, that could mean it's malicious. So, but the way I've always done it before is I've used a lot of like public databases. Um, there's several of them out there that have like, you know, these URLs, these domains are uh, malicious. And, mm. but unfortunately that's usually ones that have already been flagged and, you know, that's, it's kind of like antivirus. You're always going to be like one step behind the virus creators. So 
with this new product and the reason why I decided to kind of break it out is especially with all the, you know, trends of everything going AI. And, um, I thought, well, I wonder if there's a way to use AI or machine learning and build like a model that inspects a URL and then can help you to determine even before, you know, this has been picked up by any of those other services, is it malicious? And that kind of led me into a deep dive of, you know, reading a bunch of like research papers and other things and learning, uh, I would, you know, very little on the AI space, but I've learned enough to, to build a model of, I've taken, you know, millions of URLs from my own database that are malicious in other places. And then, you know, built pretty much a model that can take all, take a URL, inspect every piece of it, and then determine if it's malicious. And it does it, a lot of the other ones work by doing a scan. So it's a scheduled, so they send it off and we'll schedule it. And you got to come back and check. It might take, you know, 30 seconds, a minute, whatever. In my case, I'm returning a score immediately. It's like a real, you know, quick scan, um, mm. right? I plan to add in the future a more detailed scan that would do that. But the benefit of this is you could just, you know, hit an API, you get a score. And it's real simple, straightforward to use. And it sounds like part of that is you're analyzing the URL, seeing if there's any fishy parameters in the URL. Part of that is some AI magic that you've uh, trained, I don't know, maybe ChatGPT or something to recognize the sorts of qualities of a, of a URL that would make it suspicious. And then you also have all these databases of malicious URLs so you can check uh, the, the blacklist and see, mm -hmm. was this already... Uh, yep. black that's okay yeah that makes a lot of sense lots of value in that i could see for people to use this um how can we help you what uh, do you do you want to turn this into uh the next product do you do you want to hone this and refine this just to use it for t.ly what are you thinking yeah right now i'm using it for t.ly and it's it's you know definitely been helpful i've i, I don't have any numbers in front of me but i've i know i've flagged a whole lot more malicious URLs before they kind of get out there. So it's been okay. helpful for that. And I've, you know, decided to not build it within t.oy and to break it out into several service separate service because I had seen and people have asked, you know, what are some of the ways to, to do this? And I figured why not, you know, break it out and let other people sign up. Um, some of the other tools that are out there are, you know, the price wise, really unaffordable for the scale of URLs I was, I would need to check. Uh, so in my case, you know, I couldn't even use some of the other tools because it just, it, the, the cost would be, uh, way too high. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that's why, you know, ultimately built it myself, decided to sell it at a lower price point. It's, it's kind of similar to the path I've taken with T.L.Y is, you know, build a simple version of an API that you know, anybody could use, make it more affordable and, you know, just see if there's any interest out there. And, um, right now I'm the only customer, but I haven't really spent much time marketing. I've been still putting the final touches on like, you know, just getting it all to where you can even sign up and use it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but yeah, starting over, uh, thinking about marketing, sharing, promoting a product is definitely a big task. So I'm, I'm really just taking it kind of slow. I'm just going to see, you know, if there's any interest. Yeah, that's cool. One of the things you mentioned, like one place where I think you have a huge competitive advantage is you have this database of t.ly URLs. 
And that's the biggest, like if you're building an ML model, the biggest problem is getting enough clean data. Mm-hmm. So you, you have a huge data set that other people don't have access to. Um, so yeah, I think it's, that's a perfect application of, you know, a competitive advantage in AI. So that's cool. You also in working on this, you can't lose, even if this is just something that you use internally, this is something that's making the t.ly service better and you're able to check for malicious links better and based on the volume of t.ly you're making a non-trivial percentage of internet links cleaner like this is a great project to be working on i'm a little unclear what direction you want to be moving in though do you want this to turn into a service that is replacing some of the income from t.ly how I guess zooming out a little bit, how how would you like your life to be different? And it's perfectly fine to just like be working on this. And it sounds like you're having a blast with making AI models and making this a, a really cool service to use internally. Are you looking for uh, other potential use cases of other customers that would be using this? Do you just want to make this the best, uh, like like technically the best way to detect malicious links just for t.ly? What, what is this? ultimately doing for you yeah uh i think it's the classic problem of you know as a developer you kind of get you know a little bit bored working on the same project so you end up wanting to and then the ai is kind of the hot new thing so yeah it was definitely a learning experience so i enjoyed that aspect of it um and and i justified it in my head that it's for t.ly so i'm still in some ways working on that it was just i gotta add payments is the you know and users and all that stuff versus just making a separate you know internal service um that doesn't sound nearly as fun as working on the ai part like you're you're light enough talking about the ai (laughs) yeah i don't think you're going to enjoy doing the users and the uh the billing and stuff yeah i've i have a pretty good system for how to do that and i use some tools um if, if anybody is interested so i I use uh, like Laravel and they have a lot of like starter stuff. So that kind of gives you a huge jump start, um, but it's still a ton to get it all customized and set up for, for users and, and Stripe billing and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the AI is, you know, it definitely started off as let me build this AI model and that's all it was. And I was unsure if I was going to, you know, put it into a separate, you know, repo and put it out there or, um, just put it inside of t.ly completely. And I just, I, you know, thought, Hey, if I needed this, somebody else might need it. So let me just, you know, build it, put it out there. I'm in no giant rush to, you know, to, you know, find thousand new users to use it. Um, but I think there's all spam and malicious content. Um, Chris and I were talking about this is another, um, way it could go, but there's, uh, you know, YouTube has a problem with spam comments. Um, what you know? What other tool? What other areas could this branch out to that to where you could really use AI to help determine malicious content all over the web and mm. you know, just make it a safer place? There's so much you know scamming, phishing, malicious stuff going on, mm. um, and it seems like AI could help with a lot of that mo- automatic moderation. So this is just really a focus on links, but a lot of times a link is the you know entry point to that attack so email or clicking on a some kind of app and you end up somewhere else and you think you're on you know your bank site um but really you're you know giving away your 
username password to some malicious user. So right. Yeah, the yeah. link is the malicious part of the comment. Usually that makes a lot of sense to me. I feel like it's like right now you're the only customer for this. We don't quite know who other people are who would be buying this. I don't think you want to be selling to YouTube. I don't I don't think you no. want to try to go through that corporate sales process to figure out like how you can be the malicious link. Uh, Not through YouTube. So I can I can I can basically we talked about this on Twitter. And then like the next day, I think I saw two different cases um, that I talked about. So one was someone I follow who has a Discord community, like a channel, hmm. and someone stole his avatar or not stole, you know, used his avatar and a name that was almost his name to send out Bitcoin scam links DMs hmm. to people. Um, so wouldn't it be great? If, and he was complaining about this and he was saying like, I have no way to stop this person other than banning them when I see them. But wouldn't it be great if there was like this persistent, you know, service that just watches for my avatar posting a Bitcoin link and just deletes it. Oh yeah. Um, like so a and then, Experian or a identity kind management, of, yeah. but for the internet, that's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the exact same thing happened to a very popular YouTube channel and he put out a whole video. So this is Jerry rig everything and he gives away phones sometimes. And there was same thing. Uh, a new account took his avatar and said, you want a phone click here, fill out this thing and pay a hundred dollars shipping. Uh, or something like that and they pay the shipping and then say where's my phone and it's because it was fake so wouldn't it be great if you could just detect that and delete the comment you yeah know? Um, so that's where those two things came from i could totally see that as a business and also i'm that would be a very different business than t.ly yes tim what do you want like <laughs> you could totally do this what how how do you want your life to be different like what what do you what do you want that you don't have right now. Yeah, that's a good I'm, question. I'm going to frame that also by saying, like, I think the reason you're working on this is because the AI is super cool. And I totally <laughs> agree with you that this sounds like a ton of fun. This is a great project to learn AI stuff. You have a great data set to pull this from. Uh, this sounds like a really cool project. And it's fine to be a really cool project and something that you use internally with T.ly. Not everything has to turn into a business. If anything, this could be fun to, like, just open source the library, open source the model and let other people use, you know, contribute to, to open source for people doing this. Um, but if your goal is to start another business, that doesn't make sense to do. You, you could go more of this. You could be the Experian of internet identity people, but I don't know that that's what you want. Like that, that would be a very different business. That would be a lot of redoing the same sorts of things that you did for T.ly, remaking all these marketing pages, figuring out a new sales funnel, what do you want? Yeah, maybe the I still plan to grow T.ly. So my main focus is is growing it. And okay. like you said, this was just get in. I wanted to see if I could use AI to improve the malicious link detection. And I think I've accomplished that. And there's still work to be done. I think I could keep expanding on it. Um, I have a, like a long list of like additional checks and more advanced stuff to, to do to in increase the um, score um, but you know my mind building this API could allow maybe somebody else to build like a discord bot on top of it um, or you know some kind of YouTube bot that is checking um, I'm not sure if I want to go that far with it myself that you know that's just a huge undertaking 
to build, you know, specific tools for all these different sites. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- there's another thought too, is like, and there's already tools out there that exist, but, um, you know, on a URL, there's always like a redirect. So, you know, the bot could be very simple is when somebody clicks on a URL, it really just does this redirect check that checks to see if it's safe and then allows it to continue or not. Um, and just making a, like an affordable version of that, um, that kind of does these checks on the fly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm not really, if it, if, if there ends up being some kind of organic interest, you know, if I get some SEO people searching, you know, more people that are doing like indie hacker type projects that have like, you know, people who comment and, and they're looking for a tool to make their app safer and protect it from malicious links. That's kind of my target audience for this, at least starting out. Um, and then if it takes off, that's when I would maybe switch to it. But in a perfect world, I would have three, maybe four apps that I'm working on that, you know, are all, you know, growing equally and I can kind of jump in between and work on different ones. And I feel like that just kind of, helps me with like risk management of not all my eggs in one basket type of thing to where mm. if, if one thing mess you know blew up and got shut down or um some issue that i wouldn't you know just have to start all over i, I like working yes. on multiple different projects too so okay this is what i was trying to get at this is what i was trying to dig to you're looking for diversity of product you don't want all your eggs to just be in the t.ly basket you'd like to ideally be running three different things that you can bounce back and forth between them. And I totally get that. I'm, I'm doing exactly the same thing. And that's going to help with boredom. That's going to help with diversity, but you're looking to start something else now that could start to diversify the income from T.ly. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds okay. right. Um, just, yeah. you know, less risk, right. You know, with everything, it's nice working on one thing, but it also feels, you know, I, would you rather have one product making, you know, X amount or three making the same amount? I almost feel like I'd rather have three. Mm-hmm. And as long as they're not, you know, more work uh, to, you know, tons of work on, you know, all of them, they're, they're simple, you know, products that people can sign up for, use, not a ton of support. So kind of, try to be specific on, you know, what, what I'm building, I guess, to where it's not going to be like a ton of support and ton of maintenance and endless features. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that's really clarifying and good. Uh, and so, yeah. So even though I spotted this YouTube and discord thing, like don't get distracted by that. It sounds like, you know, like, uh, yeah, if you can build a malicious link detector that also helps T.ly, then that's, diversifying your products and letting you improve both of them at the same time. So yeah, I think that's a really good fit. Let's talk then about how you might, what, what the next steps are to turning this malicious link detector into a product that can start to have diversification. And Chris, I, I think <laughs> you're, Chris is really good at like clarifying the the path of like the next things to do, at least, at least for me. Um, but I, uh, so I'm, I'm curious for your take on this, but I I think it doesn't even make sense to do the billing before you figured out who the customer is for this. So maybe just start by offering this as a free API 
make it clear that this is a, a trial. Um, this is in beta, so it's going to change. But try just opening it up and post it on Hacker News or something, and uh, it's going to cost you, I don't know, less than $10 in server usage. Or, uh, I assume you don't have any significant costs with this. I don't know if you're hitting uh, the, the GPT API or anything like that. But then just focus on figuring out who the people are who are using this and then go from there. And only only when you get to a point where there are people who are trying to pay you money, do you even think about implementing a billing system? Chris, how, how would you work towards that's certainly one way to do it yeah um if it was if you're trying to do more business to business which you're not but if you were then i would try to tell you to go that way if you're trying to make it it sounds like you want low touch consumer type type of thing it sounds like that's more like where t.ly found its footing um i mean you still you still need to get traffic to it somehow so yeah posting a demo on hacker news or something is an interesting way to get initial initial spike of traffic um do you you have any ideas about how you're going to get traffic to it either at the beginning or ongoing yeah that's i think that's the challenge for anything new especially if it's like new domain and um i don't have like a huge you know social media following um that always helps i think the people that you know post the latest thing and they have, you know, a hundred thousand followers, they can pretty quickly get people. Uh, I usually go the, you know, SEO route, um, trying to get, you know, it featured, shared, shared different places. I haven't put a ton of time into there besides I, you know, listed it on some of my sites to kind of see, you know, if Google would pick it up. And I, I did a couple of posts on like indie hackers. Um, but fortunately I'm, so the billing is, I would say done at least the beginning of it because back to this is a shout out to anybody who wants to start something and they are familiar with Laravel, but there's something called spark Laravel spark, which is like a SAS starter kit. And it really gives you a jump start where it, it uses a lot of, uh, Laravel specific stuff, but you can integrate with Stripe or, um, what's the other one paddle and, you know, get recurring payments, you know, working pretty quickly. So fortunately that's kind of, that's done. So if anybody signs up right now, they're put on like a five day free trial. Um, I probably should just do like a completely free plan, like what you're, you're saying and let people just use it. Uh, and, um, but right now feature wise is really just one API. So that's kind of the hard selling point. It's like all we have, all it is is just one API. Um, will, will people sign up for that? Maybe, um, I'm not, could be a hard selling point or it could be a huge a huge differentiator like you know if if that's all it is right now i'd feature that really prominently just be like just hit one api and all your problems are solved or whatever you know yeah the simplicity of it i think it models the simplicity of t.ly right it's it's a thing that does one thing really well and you don't have to spend any mental juice figuring out the intricacies of it or what the back and forth is oh i had a recent example of this there's two different apis right now to Use AI to clean up audio. One of them's from Dolby and one of them's from some other audio company. I don't remember. But one of them is this really complicated AI that doesn't, uh, uh, API that doesn't really make sense. And there's all sorts of uh, uh, fiddling you can do with all different kinds of API uh, configuration. And the other one is you just drag and drop your audio into the page and then it's better. (laughs) And I'm sure 
if I had a better understanding of the documentation of the first one, I think that's the Dolby API, hmm. I'd be able to get similar output from the second one. But being able to go to the second one and it just works and it works without me thinking about it and I get a better result than after an hour of tinkering with the first one, that's a better product for me. That's not a better product for everyone. I'm sure there are audio engineers out there who are who know the terms of ah, I need to, uh, I need a parameter to to decrease the sibilance in this audio because that's the specific problem I have with this. But I'm not that person. I just want it to be better, and I, I want to not think about it. So yeah, I would lean into the simplicity of it. I think that's uh, the strength of you as a founder is building things like that that just really nail a, a particular use case. Could you, I wonder if your free trial thing could actually just be a text box, like pink the Google homepage with a box and say, paste your link here and you click it and yeah, it gives, yeah. gives a report or whatever. And then you say, do you want to do a hundred of these, you know, sign up for the API or whatever. Yeah. So you'd probably want to put some like, uh, pr you know, IP protection or something so people don't spam that page. But um, yeah, like give them, let them paste in a URL and give them a taste of what the output they'll get is i love that and then right below that you could have the develop like are you a developer here's the code you could have yeah. used here's the, to call the api yeah. in and you have it tabbed with all the different languages and you, you spin up a really simple package for every language that just hits that one api endpoint and yeah i like that yeah yeah yep well i mean that's good because that's kind of what it is right now so if you go to uh i'm still not 100% certain on the name but it's link shield is the best thing so and of course, like linkshield.com is taken. It's um, linkshieldapi.com, uh, which isn't great, but um, you know, any ideas there? Oh. Open nice. oh, yeah. URL to scan. It's ex that's Chris, exactly is exactly it. what you described. <laughs> that's, <Yeah>. that's funny. <laughs> and, and it gives great. you back a score, and there's API docs, and you can you know, sign up uh, currently right now. So, But yeah, some of the that's stuff awesome. you mentioned you know saying do you want to do more um you know through the api click here that that, that type of stuff would be good makers.dev yeah. has a risk score of zero excellent yes so does news.ycombinator.com <laughs> <laughs> cool yeah and you've already got api docs this is great um yeah you need to you need to market this that's the next step and you're really good at seo so uh it sounds like just play the seo game um yeah, I think I think you're doing great. Yeah, that's good to hear. Uh, yeah, it's kind of nice to hear the the funny thing is that the homepage kind of ended up looking just like t.ly, pretty much just a input box to no input one, a URL. No, no one but you cares. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> yeah. totally yeah. fine. If it's not broken, yeah, yeah. yeah it's funny. I could probably uh, go the same yeah. route of building an extension to go along with this, similar to the URL shortener extension that you know allows you to check a website to see if it's safe and kind of give you the score you know as you're yeah, browsing yeah. type of thing yeah you know so i'm thinking i also watch uh, this youtube channel called kit boga and he scams scammers um, mm. that's the saying like he calls up these call centers that try to scam people it would be amazing if there was a uh extension a chrome extension i could put on you know like my mom's computer or you know someone's grandma's computer or whatever and it would automatically not let them visit sites that are malicious. Mm. Um, that'd be super cool. Something like that. Doesn't yeah, Chrome already do that? Idea. When you, I go to if, a lot if of sites. They're, if, if they're aggressively malicious, okay. it will do that. But it, what it doesn't do is like go to, you know, like what a lot of these people do is they have you log into like a fake bank account yeah. or they have you like, you know, send them uh, like, like buy 
stuff on, like buy gift cards online and send right, it to right. you or whatever. So like there are things you could prevent against that Chrome would let you do. Yeah. So Tim's, Tim's URL uh, safety identifier is probably more sensitive than Chrome's. That would make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But but I also just added another thing to your to do list. So yeah. maybe don't do that. <laughs> this also feels like a different audience. Like the sort of person who's installing a Chrome extension is a very different person than someone who's going to use an API to check a link. But I would like to add one thing while we're going down that path. <laughs> I noticed for both my mom's computer and my mother-in-law's computer, they had a type of, I don't know if you can call it a virus, a type of malicious uh, installation in Chrome where, I don't know if either of you have seen this, but it's it's exploiting the ability of web browsers to give desktop notifications. So on both of their computers, they were getting this notification that would pop up in the upper right-hand corner. For my mom, it was like, uh, hey, your Norton antivirus is expired and you need, you need to... And she doesn't have Norton antivirus. Yeah. And it had a little logo of the system preferences icon in there, but that was just the fav icon of the website that was sending the notification. And then when you click that link, it sent her to a site that then was going to do something bad. Uh, and it was the same, almost the same thing on my uh, mother-in-law's computer, but she had like five of them and they were all telling her different things that like she had a virus or something. And one of them so was yeah, playing it's, noises. It's like, it's like those, yeah, those kind of sites. So like just block those sites completely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's a very different business than it is. this. But, but but it's a business that could use Link Shield For so, sure. Uh, you know, yeah. Like, Maybe that's something that you yeah. could spin off from Link Shield. Maybe that's your third business in this uh, <laughs> uh, trifecta of uh, stability. Oh. Or I, I could see this as engineering as marketing. So once you get Link Shield up and running, and then you can say, here are three cool things you can build with it. You know, a Discord bot, a YouTube bot, a Chrome extension. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and make these products and use my backend. Yeah, know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Because if you're marketing to developers, now you now developers are going to be really interested in the story of t.ly. And you can say like, hey, here's how I was successful in t.ly. Here's what makes a successful Chrome extension. Don't try to do it for link shorteners because <laughs> I'm already winning that game and there's no way you can beat me. But you could win that game with some sort of an extension that's uh, using the API for my other service or just be sort of generally helpful. Like here's here's how you market on the the Chrome Web App Store because the, the person who's going to be interested in how to market on the Chrome Web App Store is the person who's going to be consuming this link uh safety api yeah yeah Yeah, lots of good ideas i think um i the envision i had since it's right now just an api um would be to do kind of like the dark sky model to where they sold their api i guess they had an app first but really you know they sold the api and it was like a really simple api and they just charged per usage so that's kind of been my plan um, but they also had an app and then eventually were acquired by apple so if i you know build the api allow other developers to use it but also then built some of these other tools that ultimately help is like marketing um Mm. to help protect you know not just links but you know like you said bots and um you know you know an extension would be interesting i don't know i'd have to think about that how to how to do it and but that's you know t goes back to and we mentioned this when we talked before but i i created the url shortener extension and really just let it sit out there for mm. you know back in like maybe 2017 2018 um and and just put it out there and just watched it and um 
Google kind of shut down their service and it freed up, you know, a lot of interest and people went looking for, uh, an option and found mine and then, you know, go back and listen to the previous episode, I guess, if you want to hear the full story on that, but (laughs) this feels like a pretty good transition for me to ask a few questions about the thing that I'm most curious about, which is T.L.I. Because you more than doubled revenue on T.L.I. in the last six months without really trying. And if I were in your position, like I'd be entirely focused on that. And I am curious why you're not. Uh, I see the argument of wanting to diversify and wanting to have three different products that you're working on. But it's going to be a like the the amount of work that you put into doubling MRR on T.L.Y. My understanding from from like what you changed was like you you changed a URL that after the post install it, it went to a place where you're trying to sell people on T.L.Y. instead of a page where you're just showing them a bunch of ads. That's that's my understanding of the only thing that changed, and that doubled MRR, and it's still growing at the same rate that it'll probably increase by the same amount over the next six months, versus building a brand new thing from scratch that's a ton of work you got to figure out billing you got to figure out the marketing channels you got to write a bunch of blog posts you got to figure out the seo game again like if you want to do that sure but i i don't understand (laughs) and i i would love for you to help me understand uh your allocation of energy of of why you're thinking about it in this way and why you're not just figuring out how to make more small tweaks to ty that would make it double again in the next six months yeah, maybe that's why I wanted to come on here to to get told that. Okay, <laughs> y'all, you <laughs> always give both y'all give good <laughs> advice there. Uh, yeah, so some of the things we I think you and I talked uh, six seven months ago, and um, I ran through a bunch of things that you know were working. Some things weren't working great, and you, you really gave me a lot of good, good ideas, and I implemented those. And um, so yes, yeah, so some of the stuff was simple, like changing URLs. Um, some of the other stuff I wrote down um, in the last, you know, six, seven months, I've really been focusing on like I, one thing. I don't know how much any of these matter, but I've so I had a blog for T.L.Y. It was a subdomain. I moved that to a slash path. So Google says it doesn't matter, but I think it does matter to be on the same domain. Hmm. Um, could be wrong there, but uh I've also added like 60 plus new blog posts all around like marketing topics. And mm. some of those are ranking pretty well. Um, I've you know written some myself, paid people, all that stuff. Um, I added an affiliate program. Uh, that's not working great. I'm probably spending more paying for the, uh, I'm using a tool called uh, Reward, Rewardful, Rewardful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but I think it helps because you end up getting backlinks. So people share, you know, their affiliate code. Oh, clever. Yeah. That was, it's at the end of the day, I'm like, is it really worth it? But if I, I'll reach out and be like, Hey, do you mind, you know, link, uh, sharing my service, if, you know, in this article that may mention something about, you know, a competitor URL shorter. And I'll say, you know, do you mind adding mine? there's not really much value to them. But if I say, Hey, I have an affiliate program. Do you mind adding it? It seems to, to work a little bit better there. Yeah. So oh, that's um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had thought about affiliate a- marketing as a, as a like backdoor tool for building backlinks. That's really clever. I'm going to steal it. Yeah. yeah. It, I, it used to be, it, it, 
in the good old days, it used to be uh, you'll like uh, underhandly pay people to uh, you know post their links. Yeah, uh, yeah. but those uh, those get detected and, and shut down yeah. when that happens too much. Because yeah. that'll just be like a giant page of thousands of links and yeah, Google figured like that, out yeah. that that's but uh, affiliate yeah. codes is a good way. Yeah, yeah uh, I think it's you know a win win for both if it if it works. Um, and then I've created like several specific like marketing landing pages. Um, that's probably a tip you gave me, I think. And, you know, uh, still probably a ton of work to do there. Um, but, and then some of the other, you know, development stuff is I've enhanced like one links. I think I mentioned those I've added like theming so people can create, those are like our link in bio, um, feature. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've done a bunch of like, um, add on tools, uh, to help with like SEO. So like there's like a QR code generator, so you can go, um, create QR codes, a UTM URL builder. So just like anything URL related tooling wise, I'm trying to make, um, little add-ons, uh, to the site really just to help, you know, they're all usually like free things, no password, but, um, just to bring in more traffic, uh, and, uh, Zapier integration, and I've done um, like bulk URL shortening and importing of of links. So those are features that people have asked for. And then, I'm sorry, is all this stuff uh, stuff you've done in the last six months? Yeah, this I is a ton so. of stuff. <laughs> all right, I was gonna say this is this is the perfect example of like from the outside. Christian was like, "You did this one cool <laughs> trick and doubled revenue." Yeah. <laughs> and from the inside, it's like, "No, I did these thirty <laughs> things, <laughs> and all of them helped a little bit." Yeah, um, yeah. So this is great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just one thing, you know, come up with some idea and just implement it. And, um, you know, it might take a couple hours uh, per thing, but it seems to compound. It's, I don't really do a great job of like tracking stuff over time. But um, when you look back, you know, over a year, it it seems like it helps to do a little bit here yeah. and there. Um, but one thing I need to look at is on the SEO side. I think there's a lot of work. I don't, I've never used like Hrefs and, um, I think you've mentioned you use that. So that's something I've mm -hmm. considered, uh, looking into, but I've been trying to move up and rank, um, like the keyword URL shortener is a big one that searched. And right now I'm like right under bit.ly, which is a pretty big milestone. I feel like like four or five, something like that. Yeah. That's um, great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's definitely helped. So trying to figure out, you know, if I could see, you know, improvement there, that would be huge. I'm blown away that you're able to rank that well in SEO and you haven't used a keyword research tool like Ahrefs or SEMrush. That feels like very low hanging fruit. Uh, there's, there's courses you can go through. I just went through for SEMrush. If you sign up, I think it's a hundred dollars a month or something. And they assign you a person who goes through weekly calls and walks you through how to use the tool ostensibly and, and trying to reduce churn on the tool and get you to have your workflow built around the tool. But also they're teaching you SEO. They're walking you through like, here's the process of doing keyword research. Here's here's the strategy of uh, how this works. And there's also free courses from Ahrefs that are really good that you can go through on your own pace. And uh, I'd recommend going through both. I, I think that's probably going to be unlocking a, a, another few percentage points of growth for you for the stage that you're at. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll I'll check out one of those. Do you recommend one of the one over the other? Or I recommend both. They're very different. the The Semrush onboard concierge thing is very personalized, and the Hrefs is very academic. So depending on you know if you have a free afternoon and you just want to go through a class, do the Hrefs class, and then to make sure that you're pushing yourself forward, uh, have the weekly calls with Semrush. I would do both. Okay. Cool. So what are your next steps? What, uh, yeah, I don't know. What are you thinking? Yeah. Uh, I keep, you know, you know, keep writing content, trying to build, you know, awareness of the tool. Um, and you know, the more people I can get to use it, the better I've debated on, you know, adding right now I have like, really it's, you can use it for free, but if you make an account, it's required to pay. I've debated on just like letting it, you know, opening it up some more, allowing more people to use it. Um, that's something, you know, we could maybe dive into that, but it, I don't know. There's, there's a lot on the, you know, marketing side I could improve. So that's kind of my, my next tips. I think I said that last time is, you know, you could build the best tool. And if you don't do the marketing, um, that's kind of, why the the new product is so difficult to to think okay to start this whole marketing thing back over um is just a yeah. ton of work is that's that's really where um it matters to to you know build something that people actually will use is you got to find those people yeah um could you i'm thinking of uh like a powered by link shield api i think like do you have a place where you can take traffic from t.ly and put a powered by link shield api badge or something on it probably just the home page could be one place yeah um because that should get clicks i mean based on the, the volume of traffic you have yeah what if it was a premium feature of t.ly to uh mm. validate that the links were secure I don't have a great understanding of your audience, so I'm, I'm not sure yeah. if, if that You're, would be valuable. But I'm, I'm th the users are the ones putting in the links. Though, yeah, right? like, that's the problem. So yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like I don't know if, if I'm a bank and I need to use a link shortener for whatever reason, and I want to help my users that I'm sending these links to feel more secure. If I could check a checkbox or pay you a little bit of extra money so that every one of those short links that I send to my clients, when they first click on the link. It's a splash screen of a lock <laughs> that says secured <laughs> by the secure. I forgot the name of your product. I'm sorry. Uh, Link Shield API uh, secured by Link Shield API. And then it automatically redirects that just helping people feel little warm, fuzzy feelings inside in the same sort of way that uh, this isn't a great example. But like when you when you click off of Facebook, sometimes it sends you to a landing page where it's like, hey, you're leaving Facebook like this site you might do, be do. malicious. Be careful. But if if it was that but said hey it's okay this site is not malicious i've i've checked it already that seems like it would be valuable for some sort of person but yeah. I, I i don't know i don't know who your audience is i'm, I'm not sure who the people are who are buying this yeah. like shortening there stuff. is one thing that we that we talked about on twitter too which is um you might have to be careful legally what you can say mm -hmm. like if you say this is not a malicious site and then they go there and get a virus yeah so don't say that are you liable <laughs> 
<laughs> but you can yeah. say that it was scanned with Link Shield API yeah. and look at this logo of a shield. Don't you feel don't you feel secure? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that would be something that could so yeah, I think Chris said this. The malicious users are the ones using my tool. They're not usually, you know, paying for it. Um mm. so, so but I think you could sell it to, you know, obviously selling to like Google or you know, Facebook would be a difficult sell because they already have, you know, a lot of this stuff they're trying to do. That's why if you click on any link leaving like, I believe YouTube or Facebook, they all have that redirect parameter. So yeah. they're doing checks um, on it currently. It's just, it's a tough thing because it's, it's constant, um, you know, the the malicious links are always changing in domains and things. But um, I, I could sell it as a product to somebody building some kind of blogging social media site that you know they're starting out and they're a little bit smaller and they don't mm. have a giant team of security experts and they're just wanting like a tool to protect outgoing links and yeah sell it and you know market it that way i'm thinking of something like rumble which is a alternative to youtube that uh russell brand i think just moved to and there, there's there's a whole uh movement of uh, more conservative friendly alternatives to the uh, uh, big social media companies uh, marketing themselves as like anti-woke all the things that you would get canceled for by talking on on YouTube if you post on this other site you, you won't get canceled um, so yeah all those people will need to have malicious link checkers I had another idea which was in the case where someone has been linked something through t.ly that is a malicious site, that can be a big splash page of like, hey, Link Shield has detected that this is a malicious site. Don't go here. And also call to action, install the extension or use the API or uh, I'm, I'm not quite sure who you want to be capturing there. Uh, because most yeah. most people using this are going to be just end users who just care about safety who clicks on a malicious link. So a browser extension might be a good call to action for them, but I don't know if that's the the core product you want to sell. Another idea I had, and these are all just random ideas, yeah. which aren't really <laughs> what you want. But um, it seems like a WordPress you know plugin to detect spam in comments would uh, be a huge yeah. deal too. Um, and that probably wouldn't. I'm going to say not take that much effort, but. Uh, I probably would, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if they if they had to sign up monthly for for Link Shield, and then you have just a small um, WordPress plugin that automatically blocks URLs and comments. Yeah, and, like and I don't know if you want to make the plugin or if you want to just sell API access to the person who's made the plugin. Yeah, it, yeah, if you can get someone to make it, but then you got to get in front of them, and you know. Um, yeah, ideally, yeah. being the API would be best because that just limits yeah. my you know scope of what i have to you know build yeah. and you know anytime you start yeah. with extensions or plugins um you know you got to update it maintain it market it all the promotion stuff um but yeah so uh anytime there's like a new app so if you you know ever see something that kind of goes down you can go and like scan the i'm trying to think of an example but um what was the what's the new social media site that people were going off of from twitter um it got Mastodon. Mastodon. Yeah, yeah, it it got blocked, and it was if you went and scanned the domains, 
they were like flagged malicious content because they have the same problem. Um, they have people, people sharing malicious yeah. links uh, anywhere, anywhere somebody can enter in some kind of URL, they're going to be some spammer yeah. out there um, posting them. So like, you know, selling to, that's where it goes back to selling to more of the smaller teams of people, um, mm. you know, indie founders that are just building something that allows users to input anything uh, and they don't have a way to check if it's malicious. That's, that's kind of my hope is to, you know, maybe reach out, contact them. But it goes back to that. This is a ton of time and uh, the marketing side of things that can be slow. But if I could get, you know, a few of those and um, that could be kind of prove that yeah. people are willing to pay for it and stuff. So, yeah. well, I, th I think you're in a really good spot because like Christian said, you can't lose because building it helps t.ly. Um, and you have time like this isn't your fault. You know, it's not your the thing that you're relying on for income t.ly is. And so you can like you can build this thing on the side, see if anyone uses it. And if some people start to use it, I think you can get a really good feel for who's the type of people who use it. How did they find out about it? And that's where you can like, you know, use as a springboard to get more. So, yeah, I, I think it's I mean, it's just about complete. It looks like, uh, you know, you said payments are almost done. So, yeah, if you push another you six months done, and, and just, uh, <laughs> you'll be able to accept payments. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, and let it sit there and then and then. We talk about TikTok development. I think that was a microconf thing at some point. So, yeah, TikTok back to t.ly and let Link Shield sit for a little while and see if anyone uses it. Like I, I think that's an okay plan because because of how you have your project set up. Yeah. yeah if you that's... can get a, a like a Mastodon client using this, I that feels intuitively like the play to me. If you can figure out uh, how how do you get called for every Mastodon post that gets posted. That's tricky though, because it's decentralized. I'm not sure what the, I think the ecosystem is like a bunch of different people making different clients. And well, that might be better. Like, could you sell to the individual person hosting the client, the Mastodon client? I actually don't know how Mastodon works, but I know that individual people host the servers, right? Yeah. So like, maybe you could sell to them. Yeah. I don't know how. If you, if you had an add-on that they could just install in their Mastodon instance. I, I think the way it works is- you But that's another add-on. Yeah, yeah. So maybe the- Ah, the, the uh, what what I see you wanting to do is like you just develop for a handful of languages the library that's going to call your API, and then that's that's all the scope that you have. You're just going to make a really good API. You're going to maintain this very simple set of libraries, but then the end user person who's going to want to be paying for this is going to be someone who has a Mastodon inst Mastodon instance or someone who has a WordPress blog who just wants to click a button and pay someone money. But there's that intermediate step in between of who is the person who's getting who's who's building that button that you can just click a button and then that's installing the integration that's that's going to be filtering the links. Yeah. So so maybe, but I think Mastodon is a good example where people who run Mastodon nodes, servers, whatever you call them, they're sort of hackery anyway. Mm. So if you had a big blog post that was like, "Here's how you call an API to protect your Mastodon, you know, server." Yeah. Um, like a lot of people who host those are programmers probably yeah. who would be willing to write a little API wrapper. Um, so you wouldn't have to actually write the thing. You could just write a blog post about how to do the thing. Yeah, especially if you have a free tier, if that's the way we're going to go, because for people in the Mastodon space to adopt this, intuitively, I feel like for them to recommend it or, or for someone to build a plugin for it, there's going to need to be some minimal functionality that uh, you can use for free that yeah like if it if it's just a paid service 
I, I think people would be left with a bad taste in their mouth if they're building mm-hmm. a plugin or something for this to install a Mastodon. But if it's a very generous free tier where 80% of people who have a Mastodon instance are going to be able to use this and never have to pay anything, then I think that's when you can evoke from the community people building out the plugin for you. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like one of y'all maybe said something about a, like a splash page that says this link is, you know, checked by link shield that could possibly be like the free plan would show that. And yeah, if they want to like get that. rid of that. So it's kind of funny if I end up building that it's almost like I've built another version of a URL shortener that does yeah. a redirect. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of went full circle. Um, That's funny. But a lot of, a lot of those work. Like I know there's email protection things to where, you know, if you work for a company, every link you click in email, it yep. redirects to this page and it's like checking, I guess, behind the scenes. And then yeah. it allows you to then redirect it to, to really is to protect, you know, the employees from phishing emails. And that's kind of how this could work. Um, but target it not towards like, you know, the business world, but like towards consumers and other, you know, indie hacker type people. Yeah. Yeah. I like that as a free plan to have a splash page and with a big old link to, you know, if you operate your own thing, click here, yeah, to yeah. sign up. Um, yeah. That's, I like that. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Cause now you have the free tier that is doing what it says it's going to do. It's going to protect your Mastodon server from malicious links or WordPress or whatever the thing is. We could probably come up with 10 more like types yeah. of sites anywhere, like this that would use it. Anywhere comments are posted. Yeah. yeah. Um, anywhere, anywhere user generated content is available for other people to click on any any sort of social thing like that so yeah the the free tier is like we're going to protect you from the malicious links but there's going to be this kind of annoying splash screen every time you click on a link and if you'd like to remove that you can pay for the api access and then um i don't know there might be other things people want to customize about it email notifications if a, a malicious link gets posted or something yep yeah Lots of good ideas. <laughs> Love it. And, oh my God, dude, you doubled MRR in six months. Like, <laughs> I, I want to love to talk more about yeah. that. Like, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. That's the, that's the thing people are trying to do. And it sounds like there's a lot of low-hanging fruit with 2.ly still in marketing and just like go through the onboarding experience and watch, watch other people get onboarded and install your extension and realize that oh my god like you don't see the button to upgrade because it's below the fold or it's not high enough contrast or whatever else and if i just increase that oh wow conversion rates on that page just went up by five percent um i i really don't want to discount that you have an engine that doubled mrr in six months and it's not an insignificant amount of money like if you double it again in the next six months that's an even more amount of money (laughs) like uh that i i would be cautious not to discount the effort that you put into t.ly sounds like you're feeling a little bored you've been doing this like it's a link shortener it's there's no exciting fancy ai problems being solved here but it's solving a real problem this is helping a lot of people there's a reason a lot of people are paying for it um so and and like the the work to grow it is going to look different from the work that got you to this point it's going to look like marketing it's going to look like onboarding it's going to look like 
user interviews and understanding people. And if you don't want to be doing that work, you can reinvest the money and hire a marketing team. You can hire a, a growth consultant. Uh, you, if, if you don't enjoy that type of work, you got an engine now where like you can start feeding it back in on itself. You don't need to be the person doing everything. Uh, this is a business. Uh, part of running a business is like you outsource and scale things up and you don't have to be the person doing everything. So yeah, that's, don't forget about that. Like you, you got a really good thing going. Uh, I, I see the motivation to want to diversify, but I don't think you need to. Yeah, I was going to ask if there's ever a world where you bring in maybe an employee, but it sounds like not quite yet, but like series of consultants or, you know, something like that to sort of like operate and do marketing for you and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe. yeah I've considered it. I mean, I've thought about, I, I think when we talked last, I mentioned I haven't been running Google ads or anything like that, but I, I was then I kind of, uh, stopped doing it and focused on, you know, building some of the content myself, but uh, I have thought about, you know, looking into help getting somebody to help with ads or, you know, any kind of marketing stuff. Um, yeah. if you got any recommendations, send them my way or if somebody has ideas, contact me. Cause I definitely, you know, that's the tough thing. It's like, I'd be willing to, you know, to pay somebody to help with those things as long as I, feel like it will be you know worth it um it's just yeah. it's, there's no guarantee i guess in a lot of those yeah it's easy to waste a lot of money on consultants and get bad ones yep. unfortunately yeah. i'm working right now with someone named uh asia uh named mathos and her oh. last name now is or orange 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 she told me how to pronounce it and i forgot i feel embarrassed now uh she has a site called demand maven and she does growth audits where she uh, and I'm doing a plug for her because like I've worked specifically with her and I'm going to be working with her on file inbox. But uh, there's there's other people who do this. But that's a, that's a person I would recommend who I think would solve this sort of problem. Yeah. Yeah. Send me her information. <laughs> we'll do. And I'll include it in the description for anyone else who'd like to do that. That feels like a pretty good place to land. Uh, any other things either of you want to wrap up on? Uh, where can we find you online? Yeah, obviously t.ly if you're needing to, you know, share any kind of links and um I I'm on Twitter, try to be pretty active. Uh my handle's Tim Leland and then timleland.com is my blog. I haven't been doing much there, but you can go check out and see some of my projects and other things I've listed there. All right, cool. Oh man. We'll uh, include I almost lost until the end of the episode to see. To see. I was so close. How long? How long have you been holding that? Like in? four minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was trying to wrap up quick. Uh, sorry, <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's authentic. Uh, that's right. Is that the end? Did we... I got distracted? That's it. That's it. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Thank you. All. All right. See you. <laughs>